welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French, and this is a podcast about individual journeys toward wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a sustained weight loss and self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices, from physical wellness to emotional and spiritual. We hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are now certified integrative nutrition health coaches, and together with our community, we are learning to live our best lives by telling one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys, and by talking about them and sharing personal stories of real people, we aim to destigmatize the process. Join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. This episode is sponsored by Milk and Honey. Guys, I am so excited to share our new sponsor, Milk and Honey, with you because I have been using their baking soda-free deodorant exclusively for over two years. This gentle aluminum-free baking soda-free deodorant was designed to nourish sensitive skin while keeping you feeling and smelling fresh all day long. When I decided that I wanted to make the switch to a clean aluminum-free deodorant, I tried so many different brands and each and every time I was plagued with those red itchy bumps under my arm on top of not feeling confident whatsoever that I did not smell. Milk and Honey not only never once gave me those pesky little red bumps, but also passed the smell test, even after some of LA's toughest workout classes. This is my ride or die deodorant, and we are so excited to partner with them. Milk and Honey is a line of non-toxic, effective, and safe bath, body, and skincare products made in small batches in Austin, Texas. They source ingredients as hyper clean as possible, which means both choosing organic and making thoughtful, informed choices on safe ingredients. Milk and Honey is a female founded and funded brand. And in addition to clean deodorant, they also carry non-toxic bath, body and skincare products like hydration creams, cleansers, soaps, body polish, and lots more that will make you feel nourished inside and out. If you want to try Milk and Honey, you can receive 15% off your order by visiting milkandhoney.com and using the code CWPODCAST, one word, at checkout. You can also find the direct link in our show notes. This episode is brought to you by Ned. If you've listened to this podcast, you know I struggle with anxiety that can often lead to disruption in my sleep. When I first learned about CBD being a natural and powerful solution to anxiety, sleep disorders, muscle pain, headaches, and so much more, I became very passionate about finding the best source to put in my body. Enter Ned. Ned is a wellness brand offering science-backed and nature-based solutions that offer holistic alternatives to prescription and over-the-counter medicine. They only grow the highest quality full-spectrum CBD extracted from organically grown hemp plants and sourced from an independent farm in Colorado. I love that I can trust their transparent sourcing and that they always offer the cleanest product. I have now been taking the Ned full-spectrum hemp oil 750 milligram tincture twice daily and have truly noticed a massive shift in my overall mood and anxiety levels. 
While I don't often struggle with anxiety, I regularly use and love Ned's natural cycle collections of salves, tinctures, and roll-ons to support hormone balance and ease period symptoms. These products source 100% organic and wild-crafted botanicals and are slow-crafted from seed to bottle by a group of extraordinary women. All Ned products are also non-psychotropic. If you want to check out Ned and try their CBD for yourself, we have a special offer for the Courageous Wellness audience. Go to www.helloned.com forward slash CW podcast. That is H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash CW podcast to get 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Thank you, Ned. We know that you're going to love these products. So you can also find the direct link in our show notes. Hi guys, today it is just the two of us on the podcast and we are very excited because with this episode, we are launching a new series where each month Allie and I will come together for a bonus Friday episode. And as you may know, Allie and I are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches and have recently expanded to the Courageous Wellness Collective, which includes our private one-to-one coaching and group coaching events that we'll be launching soon. We also have a new website that just launched, uh, courageouswellness.net, www.courageouswellness.net. So feel free to check that out and learn more and everything coaching and podcast, et cetera. But with that, we know that this podcast is a resource for so many to learn about different topics in health and wellness. And together we learn how to live our best lives one episode at a time. So in addition to learning from our courageous guests each month on these bonus episodes, we want to share our unique knowledge in health and wellness and talk about a different topic in addition to giving some personal updates. So this month we are going to kick things off by talking about stress, all things stress, and offer tools that you can use during this stressful time. So to start, Allie is going to break down our nervous systems and how to tap into rest and digest. So Allie, take it away. Okay. (laughs) So, um, you know, the nervous system is pretty complex, but actually we can break it down. We can break down the autonomic nervous system in two key components which are known as the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous systems. Okay, just to give you a simplified version of what it is, um, our sympathetic nervous system, you can think of as our fight or flight response. So when you know, when you're being chased by a tiger from like, give it an evolutionary context, um, you, your body is going to go into this high, you know, high stress mode response, which is great because it's really like a survival mechanism and it may even save your life. Um, and so you are going to either flee the dangerous situation or you're going to fight right for survival. Um, And then the parasympathetic nervous system, just to break down, is what we call our rest and digest nervous system. And that helps with all the sort of key um, functions of the body, especially like uh, digesting our food, absorbing our our nutrients, um, and things like that. So, you know, neither are inherently good or bad, but the problem is in our current sort of lifestyle our bodies can't really tell the difference between 
imminent danger where we need to activate that sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight response, um, versus just a perceived threat, which seems to be everywhere, right? Like, so there are stimulus, stimuli in our environment from stressful emails we may receive from work, turning on the news, um, you know, which is every day. There's so much pain and grieving and fear going on right now. And a lot of that's for good reason, right? But maybe in this moment, our body is not necessarily, I hope, you know, some people's are, but your body might not actually be at risk, but it can't, it can't distinguish the difference between it. And so the sympathetic nervous system really gets activated more than it should be for, for optimal health. So I think about it as like, we need to truly rest and digest to be able to have all of our functions working in an optimal way. So how do we move out of the sympathetic response all the time, which is an overdrive for most people in 2020, um, and tap into the parasympathetic response? And so, you know, there are a few things you can do they're free <laughs> and um, they just require a little bit of mindfulness to really understand and recognize when we're going into this high stress sympathetic um, mode. And one of those things is deep breathing and breath work um, because it activates the vagus nerve, which is a key part of our parasympathetic nervous system. Um, it's kind of back in the throat area too. So things like uh, singing and chanting um, also really activate that as well. So if you feel good after singing, that's why. Um, so I would say, you know, yoga is a really great way um, to learn how to use your breath to do deep, deep breathing in your diaphragm, deep into your belly and not shallow breath in your chest. Um, so any sort of like yoga breath video I would recommend to really tap into that. Um, and then also exercise. It's really interesting because like exercise is a great way to relieve stress. But if you're in this constant sort of like sympathetic nervous system response state, you already have really high cortisol levels, which is the hormone, the stress hormone that can be released. And exercise also, especially like intense forms of exercise, can also activate stress on the body. Again, the body can't necessarily tell the difference. Now, um, for some people, it is really good for like, you know, a mental release. But if we're talking about the physical responses in the body, I would say, Things like yoga, Pilates, brisk walking, um, swimming even is great, but nothing too high impact. Like avoid the HIIT exercises, especially when you're used to being in a high stress state because that actually could um, – that can increase your cortisol pr production as well. So I would say to really, really activate that parasympathetic nervous system, you want to do gentler um, exercises. And it's interesting because, you know, we can go into this a little bit more, but there can be a lot of different side effects from sort of an overactive, um, sympathetic nervous system response. Yeah. From, um, you can like 
you know, it can affect your appetite one way or the other. You know, you're not going to like slow down for a sandwich when you're um, running from a tiger and you can also retain extra weight because of that cortisol production. Um, you can absorb less nutrients because you can't fully digest the food that you're eating. So even if you're making really healthy choices, it might not make a difference in that kind of state. So that's why just like a few things to think about is like why stress is actually so important um, for all of our bodily functions. Yeah. I think too, like it makes so much sense, like just having this like science and education behind the why our body does what it does, because it made so much sense to me. Like when I learned about that tiger analogy that you shared, it was like, wow, my body, I know that must sound crazy. I'm sure to some people listening, but your body, our bodies cannot tell the difference between that email, um, that, you know, the 24 hour news cycle, you know, that we're all in the middle of right now. And, and, you know, actually being chased by a tiger, like your body is having that same response, which makes so much sense from like an evolutionary, an evolutionary standpoint, because, um, we haven't evolved that quickly, but technology news, everything, you know, it's like, um, and that's why even myself, you know, I get, um, a couple daily briefings about what's going on in the world. And then I try really hard to not like watch the news on TV, read anything else. You know, if there's some massive breaking news story, you're going to hear about it. Your friends are going to text you. You're going to get an alert, but, um, we really have to do a good job at, um, at stopping that from impacting us because it, it makes us sick. Right. And I'm always reminded, I've shared this many times on the podcast, but Robert Yang's beautiful analogy that he shared on our podcast, that we all have these buckets, um, that can only be filled to a certain, um, point before it tips over and tipping over water in these buckets is illness, right? That's when we get sick. And so, um, we can't control, right? Like we can't control a global pandemic happening. We can't control traumas happening in our life. So that's why like you're sharing, it's really important to do things like deep breathing, yoga, singing, chanting, things that get us into rest and digest tools that we can go to so that, you know, when these things happen, our buckets don't just overflow and we get sick. Right. It's, it's sort of a a maintenance thing that we can do for ourselves so that we can handle moments of high stress, right? That we're not constantly perceiving every moment to be a high stress. Um, and I think you bring up a really good point too, which is, yeah, we have some serious, maybe the most serious stuff that we've ever faced as a globe, as a nation. Mm-hmm. Um, in our we, lifetimes for and, sure. Yeah. And I mean, not to get, you know, too heavy, but we, even with like the aspect of climate change, I would argue maybe ever, you know, but it's like, I think nothing, we can't do anything. We can't show up in any, in the way that we want to show up, whether it be for social justice, whether it be for, um, you know, if you are like responding and have to, you know, be a caretaker for the COVID-19 crisis, whether it be just to show up as a person in your family, you know, how to show up if, if we're constantly, um, if we're sick, basically, yeah, uh, we can't show up at all. 
And so stress management is, it's not to turn off the world. It's not to not be aware. It's just to limit how much effect that it has on your body um, and to protect yourself and know in that sense that you can actually be a better sort of like advocate for anything that's going on in your life from the small to the large if you if you practice this form of self-care essentially yeah absolutely and i think practicing it in advance like having a daily practice is so important as well because you know um at the beginning of uh march right when we all went on lockdown um I started getting very close to having panic attacks because I was just so anxious and nervous about um, everything going on in the world. And I, that hadn't happened to me since I was about eight or nine years old. But because um, studying the nervous systems and knowing the power of breath, in that moment when I felt like I might have a panic attack, I, um, I remembered breathing techniques, right? Like Dr. Andrew Weil has a great one that you can YouTube. Um, but there's so many. And I, I started taking, right? Just deep breaths, right? One, like holding, you know, deep breathe in, uh, for six or seven, hold at the top release for six or seven. You know, it was so, it wasn't scientific. It was just what I had known. And I was able to stop myself from having like a full-blown panic attack in those moments. So it is a daily practice. And again, it helps to kind of, at least it helps me to understand the why, right? Like mm -hmm. understand the tiger analogy, understand the different types of nervous systems. Um, because then it helps me want to put it into practice as opposed to, you know, anything on the gram, just being like, oh, breathe, self-care. It's like, no, right. this is like really real. And we are in a time of really high stress right now. Um, so, so, you know, to continue, we also want to give some practical tips um, for stress with digestion and gut health, because obviously, you know, if you listen to this podcast, we're obsessed with gut health. It's the key to everything. Um, just a quick refresh. You know, our gut is where our immune system lives, our serotonin. Um, it really determines our overall health and an imbalance in our gut can lead to so many problems, right? Including mental health issues, brain fog, lethargy, digestive issues, chronic illness. And when we're stressed, like Ali shared, we can't digest our food. We can't absorb nutrients. Our body is literally going to go to that mode where that email, that news cycle, it wants to protect you from that tiger like thing right. first. So you're not going to be able to digest. And so, you know, obviously, eating a diet of colorful fruits and vegetables make a big difference. You know, feeding our gut, you know, tons of good fiber because that's what those bugs that live inside of us, um, the good trillions of bugs want to eat. Um, but, you know, again, if we're stressed, we can't even digest it. So it doesn't matter. And for anyone listening who eats a pretty clean diet, but is struggling with different types of digestive issues or holding on to um, extra weight or just anything of the sort, you know, it, um, it might be because you're living in a high stress, you know, mode and your body just can't digest the food and absorb nutrients, you know, which is the whole point of digestion. So there are actually two really simple things that can help, um, with your digestion. That's also totally free, um, in these stressful times. So the first is chewing, 
you know, um, they actually kind of go hand in hand, but I'll start with chewing first. So chewing your food is so important. And when we're stressed, when we're rushing, or even when we're mindless, like when we eat and watch TV, you know, you just chew and swallow. Um, but chewing is actually the first, one of the first parts of digestion. It's so important for your digestive system and we don't do it enough. So, you know, the experts recommend, and this number is high, so bear with me, but the experts do recommend you chew your food about 20 to 30 times per bite, almost until it's liquid before you swallow for optimal digestive health. And of course, if you're struggling with extreme gut problems, it's free. Start there. Just start chewing your food like 20 to 30 times and see if it makes a difference. But, um, you know, it can be really hard to do. It can be really hard to do. And Allie and I are all about like small manageable changes that lead to like, you know, a really great big impact. So I think for anyone listening, just get really conscious when you're eating about how much you're chewing, you know, like just chew your food and see how, how many times you do it. It actually shocked me when I did that. I was like, I am not chewing my food <laughs> at all. I'm taking bites and swallowing basically. So just get mindful. See if you can chew your food 10 times before you swallow. See how that goes. It also makes you really present in the moment, present in the food, present in the flavors, which also helps, right, get into rest and digest. Um, and then the second one is also even before we chew, I probably should have started with this one first. So before you even sit down, before you're even chewing your food, um, plate your meal, look at it, and take like three deep breaths before you start your meal, right? Just like three big cleansing deep breaths in through your nose, out through your mouth. And do that before you even take your first bite because we don't want to be eating in like a stressful, rushed, like got to get through this meal. Um, you know, like if that's how we're starting our meal, like how are we going to absorb any nutrients? How are we going to digest our food? You know, so to really set yourself up for success, you know, plate your food, sit down, take three really cleansing deep breaths, and then eat, and then see what happens, right? But it's just about little tweaks that can really get us into more um, restful situations, you know, and have a big, and these things like, right, they're free, breathing, chewing, you know, looking at your food, it's, it's all free and it can have like a really big impact on our digestion and our stress without even changing our diets, right? Without doing anything, you know, difficult, just slowing down. And that's what I think is so beautiful about, you know, learning about our nervous systems is it's, it's honestly, it's almost about doing less, right? Like you said, like, don't go take a hit class. You know, of course, if that like helps you and you de-stress, that's great. But like, it's actually like we need to just de-stress our lives. We need to do more yoga, more walking, more breathing. Like it's very simple. It's just, you know, like Ali always says, we're human beings, not human doings, but we live like we're human doings, right? Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm the, I'm the queen of that. I used to be the queen of that. I'm trying and I, I think I have gotten better because I've been forced to change um, because of the shutdown and you know, you know how you say like breathe before your food. Sometimes, you know, if I'm hungry, starving, I forget to breathe. Like I forget to be conscious before my food and I can start shoving it in my mouth. But what I've actually taken to doing is when I realize I'm doing that, pausing, stopping, and then 
taking a few deep breaths at any point. Like if you catch yourself at any point, it's helpful. Um, And I wind up eating, I think a more, you're more conscientious of your portion. Mm -hmm. I think when you're present in that way. Um, So that's just something I've noticed. I've been doing it a lot mid-meal because I forget, like I'll catch myself. Yeah. shoving it. You know? And it's also why, I mean, people always talk about to, you know, um, obviously food choices are so personal. Weight is so personal. Diet is so personal, but people always talk about, right. Um, or I've heard too from friends or through coaching, you know, you're so many people are able to go on vacation and maybe indulge more than usual, right? Like they'll drink more, you know, sugary cocktails that they would never drink at home. They, they get the plate of fries. They indulge in like the more, um, you know, indulgent foods that they don't normally eat. And yet they come home and their weight, their body is the same or even less, right? I've even heard people lose weight in those types of vacations. And you have to ask yourself, why is that, right? It's because you're not living in this high stress environment. And we've talked so much about food and mood. And, you know, it's it's like if you're eating all the quote healthy, clean, you know, whatever foods, but you're miserable and you're stressed, and you don't even like kale, but you're eating kale, it's like you're not gonna achieve the body, the life you want doing that, right? And I think those examples of people who go away and they have lower stress, maybe they aren't taking those hit classes, but they're going for longer walks. They're indulging in food that they actually enjoy. Um, it's amazing to see that, right? And I think that is a scary thing for a lot of people, but it would be a great experience experiment right now is just like try slowing down, try eating out of joy, you know, like find the the foods that you like that, you know, give you the nutrition that you need, but also like feed your soul and, you know, just take everything down a notch and see. And, and I think, cause you know, we don't need to be stressed about our bodies and, you know, our like we just need to like honor and love ourselves, not to get all like mushy, yeah. but we just need to honor and love ourselves. And then our body responds to that. You know, it's like if you treat your body and we don't all do it intentionally because, you know, there is a lot of stress that's out of our control, but there's also a lot of stress that we can work on together and yeah, so manage. Great working with a coach, but it's like, I just realized too this year, I was like, I'm so sick of like hating or not hating. I don't hate my body, but you know, like hating certain like things, like maybe yeah. like things that you, you like, I'm just like, this is such a waste of my time. I'm healthy. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate to have choice when it comes to food. And so I really made it an intention this year to just stop. Like I was like, I'm going to stop and I'm going to really have like freedom with my food choices and my movement. And I've slowed down so much and it's been an amazing experience and process, but I was just like, I don't want to waste any more time being stressed about things that are, you know, not, not important, important. you know, especially when we're being um, shown what really is important. So, you know, this takes a lot of work, right? Like this is, it takes work, but um, it is important to set yourself up for success because 
we have to take care of ourselves and we have to be able, this isn't like hashtag self-care. This is literally like if we don't learn how to get into our parasympathetic nervous system, we will get sick. Right. It's, it's not, it's not, it's, it's, it's guaranteed. Right. So, um, it's probably the most important thing we can do. So, yeah, I would say stress management is probably number one in, in any sort of health, whatever your health, um, journey experiences, goals, might be. And, um, I think you're right. I think there's a difference. You can have like health goals, um, but understanding what is important is also, I think, component, a a strong, like an important component to that. And, um, and you know, what you always say, Erica, is like, this is sort of tangential, but kind of relates back is like, having a why is really important. And if your why um, is something, like I don't think there's anything wrong if you have like whatever, vanity goals. We're just going to call them that. Um, Because, and we can go into this, we'll go into this in another episode. And we actually touched on some of the problematic aspects of it in another solo episode we did on like white supremacy in wellness and diet culture. But, you know, listen, you can have goals, whatever they may be. And that's fine. I'm at the place now where, especially as a health coach, like I accept that. I don't have judgment if you want any sort of transformation. What is your why though? And that I think is really important because whether or not you think, if you think these goals are going to make you happier I, I don't know. It's a, I get it. No, it, it's because yes, like it's, everybody can have their own goals, but it's like anything. And we see this with people and, and diets and that con like, right. That like flow of just being miserable with yeah. their bodies or their choices or their career or their relationship. Right. It's not just food. It's anything. Right. If you think when I get X, I will, I'm going to be happy. It's never going to happen. You it's have to be happy. happy as you are, you know, with like, because that's the only guarantee. And, and even back to stress, you know, um, we actually put this on our Instagram this morning of recording. Um, but a really good friend who I know through Buddhism, you know, she really shared with me because I, I have anxiety, right? I've talked about this. I, I have anxiety and, you know, I, she really shared with me. She's like, you know, anxiety is about worrying about the past or worrying about the future, right? You're just, you're worrying about the past or living in the past, or you're worrying about what's going to happen in the future. Right. But she said, the only thing that's guaranteed is the present moment. Mm. It's the only thing that's guaranteed. And the present moment is what will determine the future, right? The actions, the causes we take today will determine the future. And so it just, it really helped me when she said that. And it was just a few months ago that she shared this with me. And I was like, that's really it because I know this right through myself with my weight loss journey, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it was once I loved and accepted my body as it was, you I had, you, I lost, I lost weight. weight. Yeah. Like I lost weight. And again, I agree. There's nothing wrong with wanting to change your body, but 
you're just going to have the same problems and the same insecurities and the same stresses in a smaller body. Like that's all that will happen. Right. And so we really have to get to the root of what's going on and, you know, and really set ourselves up. And a lot of it is, I think when we can get quiet and we can get still, which is really hard to do, um, you're able to really tap into your why from a different place. And, and that's why like journaling, breathing, yoga, walking, podcasts, chewing, all these things will eventually lead to that aha moment. So you don't have to be there right now. Your why could be like, well, I want to lose five pounds or I want a different job, whatever it is that your, your goal is fine. That's great. But get still and then, you know, your why will come to you or maybe you'll be like, I don't want to lose five pounds anymore. I love this body and I love the way, you know, it's just get clear because, um, you hear, we hear stories all the time. We all know people, you know, it's like Robin Euclid shared this too on our podcast when she was on and, and she, she really shared when she realized there is no there. Oh yeah. She remembered, right. Like, um, killing herself and killing her body, running marathons, like, you know, eating like a basically like the quote clean, right? Like the most like health conscious diet she's ever eaten. And she was still miserable with her body. right? Right. And it was like, she was sharing the story because she recently found pictures of that time and she saw herself and she was like, whoa, if you weren't happy, then there is no there. Like right. there is no, this is a mental game, right? This is a mental game. And, and, you know, bringing it back to stress, it's like, it's so sad because we have so many real stressors in our lives. We have right. stressors that will come that we can't control. Worrying about our bodies should be the, le- if we are healthy, have access to food and have a ton, like we are so, so most of us are so fortunate to be in the bodies that we are in. Right. And I just, it just really clicked for me this year that I was like, I'm not spending one more day of my life, one more time, you know, focusing on insecurities. And that doesn't mean it's gone. That doesn't mean I'm like, you know, but I just instead, like if I have a thought come into my head or, you know, there's a part of, you know, I just am like, no, like we don't do this anymore, Erica. Like we're not going there. Like let's say a nice thing about, you know, and sorry, I know this took a turn, um, you know, stressed, but, but I think you know, we've had it goes so back to stress. It goes, it back, goes to back to stress because that's actually perpetuating the stress in our minds of okay. things that aren't important. And that's not to belittle a real sort of psychological thing. You know, eating disorders are real. Um, goals are real. All sorts of, so you, you know, you can go across the spectrum. These are all real experiences that people have. But to have an understanding of what happens when we have this perceived psychological stress, what actually happens to our body's functions, um, it stops functioning in our fully optimal, like best interest from a health perspective. To be aware of that, it helps us start to cultivate um, tools and practices that can actually be really not only um, mentally beneficial, but really be loving and really be uh, caring and optimal for our for the health of our bodies as well. And for anybody listening, you know, wherever you want, wherever you are on your journey is beautiful. And you know, I think don't be too hard on yourself because that just creates more stress if you're listening and you're like, no, like. 
I will be happy when I lose 10 pounds. <laughs> you know, I think you have to go on these journeys yourself. You have to take things that speak to you. You have to implement things. And right from my own journey with weight and stress and self-love and, and getting to these places, right, where I can like stop a panic attack by doing deep breathing, it took the whole journey, right, to get there. And so um, if all, you know, just honor where you are, but maybe try some deep breathing, Google some yoga, you know, there's so much free resources on the internet right now. And, um, yeah, see what spoke to you because I, I agree. It's like, it doesn't stress is the killer of our society. Stress is going to kill us all. Like, I know that's like heavy and it's intense. Um, but it is, and we have to now more than ever, right. We have to be advocates for our health. We have to be, you know, social justice warriors. We have to be awake. And that is stressful. So we need to manage the stress in other areas of our life right. where we can so that we have the energy and the ability to go for the good stress, right? Exactly. So fight for what matters. And um, yeah, so it's not just about like, you know, living on a mountaintop and being Zen all the time. It's just about directing our stress where it needs to be directed at. And like Ali said, it's good. All of these things in our bodies that make us sick, right? Inflammation, high stress. It's like our body is just trying to survive and do what it's supposed to do. Um, but because we can't regulate it, you know, most of us, right? Some people have genetics. There's other issues here. We're talking generally and broadly, but um, most of us have control over a lot of the stress in our life. And um, we need to be able to control it so that the stress we can't control, again, like losing our job, a global pandemic, that's when our body can go to the place it's supposed to go to. We can't live in that place, you know, because we're worried about an email or because we gained five pounds. Right. That's not where we should be putting our stress. Right. I think that's a good, I think that's a good way to look at it. Um, yeah. So I guess with that being said, <laughs> and we're going to, you know, send us, if you have any ideas for topics you want to hear, we'll go into, you know, so many different ones each month, um, yeah. solo episodes and yeah, let us know if you have any, um, ideas, any questions. A lot of our previous solo episodes too would be based on like questions we were getting from listeners or friends or things that kept coming up. So you can always get in touch. Um, so yeah, and we hope, you know, we hope this was helpful from like a, just sort of a basic breakdown of how stress and stress management both can affect our health. Um, so to conclude, do you want to do a little bit of a life update for fun? Yeah. Maybe we can talk about, yeah, things we're loving right now. I am loving my ice roller. <laughs> just fun. Little this is my life update. Holly. Tell me what, tell me um, what is a an ice roller. You know, so we're in Los Angeles and this is a pretty quick turnaround. So I don't know how much is going to change in the next few days. I mean, actually in the world we're living in, a lot can change now between recording and release. Um, but with that said, right, LA is, you know, we're not on lockdown, but we're basically, it's not, it's, it's not open, open, right? Like yeah. it's nothing indoors is really open right now, I think is the latest. And yeah, we're, we're pretty much still in quarantine. Um, and yeah, so it's been weird, right? Like, I mean, nothing has really changed. We opened, but my life didn't change when we kind of opened and then we closed again. But like, I'm sure everybody just 
there are some days in quarantine that are like, you're great and you're living it. And then there's other days where you're like, oh, like I'm so claustrophobic. I just like can't live like this anymore. So again, like having a morning routine to really set myself up, it really matters. And part of that is my ice roller. That was a big tangent to get back to the ice roller. But I just like... I know I need to get up and chant in the morning to really set myself up, to raise my life condition, to tap into that vagus nerve you're talking about, right? Chanting. And, um, but what I was doing is I was basically just like getting out of bed, you know, maybe I'd read, maybe I'd journal, but I would just like go chant. And that wasn't really like setting me up. I was like groggy. And so now I get up and I splash cold water on my face and I go to the, and I wash my face and then I go to the freezer and I get my ice roller and I roll all over my face and it wakes me up and makes me feel so good and happy. And like my skin, I feel like my skin looks better. Um, I love it. I love it. And it's super cheap on Amazon, just Amazon ice roller. If you're interested, I love it. It's made a big difference. It's setting me up for success in the morning. Um, you know, in our, you know, stage two of lockdown in Los Angeles. That's fun. It's just like a frozen roller. Yeah. It's, it's bigger than like a jade roller. Um, so it's really thick and you just can roll it all over your face and I keep it in my freezer and it's ice cold and it feels so good in the morning. And then I do my skincare routine, which brings me joy. Nice. Uh, I love all the oils and things and it's just a moment for myself before the day begins. And yeah, it's, um, I love it. It's part of my morning routine. It's, it's a life update. Cool. <laughs> What about you? Um, I have been, what have I been really enjoying? Well, I've been really enjoying, enjoying my little garden. I have some peppers coming in. I love growing food. I wish like ultimately I would love to have a bigger garden where I could grow more food, both for myself and my people. And then, um, like there's been this uh, community fridge initiative in LA, which I've been doing more research on. And I was like, oh, I wish I could grow enough food in my garden to deliver it to community fridges. That would be really fun. So maybe someday I'll be able to expand when I have a little bit more space. Um, I love your garden. I love when you like post pictures and show it's amazing what you're growing. I call it, I call it my pot garden, but it's it's not a pot (laughs) garden. It's like a container garden. I should call it. It's Um, so cute. Cause that gives a different context. Um, and then what else? Um, I know, well, I've been cooking quite a bit, uh, which I also find, um, relaxing and creative. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I guess those go hand in hand garden and cooking, but it's really, it's really, um, yeah, it's just really creative for me. I really appreciate that aspect of it. And um, I don't know. I know we've both been doing um, some online classes. My doctor actually told me because I was doing – oh, real quick. I was doing a a challenge. It was a 31-day ta- challenge called Race Movement, which was to um, – it was like a mind movement and body movement series uh, that was created uh, by a, um, a fitness professional named Nicole Miller, and it was um, to raise money uh, for Color of Change, and it was also to do anti-racism work, like personally in your own life, while you're I love doing, that while you're doing an actual race, like where you have to go do a certain amount of miles, and if you 
complete it, your a donation gets matched and then all the money goes to color of change. So it was a really incredible process, but I did that and I made it and I was so happy that I finished. And obviously the, the mind movement component continues. Um, but the, the physical part I'm happy is complete. Um, I was walking so much that my doctor said to me, she was like checking my uh, knees and hips and she's like, you need to walk less. And I was like, no doctor (laughs) has ever said that. But, um, she was like, you need to do more core work. And by core, I mean, from your neck to your knees. Mm. So I've been doing videos. I've been starting, I've been doing some Tracy Anderson videos, which are really hard. I love Fit For Me by Courtney. I love Fit For Me by Courtney. We were guests on her podcast and she has the most amazing platform and they are hard and I am so sore after. I've been doing her. Her yoga sculpts are unbelievable. Oh, yoga sculpt is like the hardest. But she's like, she does like 20, well, she does anywhere between like 10 and 45 minute workouts, but there's yeah. so many 20 and 30 minute workouts. And I love that. And so that I know we've both been enjoying. That, no. And know. that's talk about stress. You know, it's so interesting. Cause like my body's changed a lot during the pandemic, but it's been interesting. Cause back to what we were talking about, I used to do just like high intensity workouts and in quarantine, I've, I've either just walked or I now like only really do these 20 or 30 minute videos. And I feel so much better. I feel so much stronger. I'm also doing, I carry a lot of stress in my shoulders and neck that so many, um, people do. Um, but it's like really bad. It can get really bad for me. And, um, like you said, the core, like really doing core exercises actually helps my shoulder and neck pain because I know, right? Like even beyond the stress, I slouch, you know, I'm working from dining room chairs, like so many of us are. And these core exercises that like, you know, it's just, it's helping a lot. So yeah, same. I've been doing Fit For Me by Courtney. Um, and I've been doing, um, Melissa Wood Health, which mm-hmm. I like a lot. And then, um, I started doing, um, a little bit of like 15 minute dance cardio here and there, just not even though for like a physical workout, but for more of a mental release. Cause I love music and I love, so I just like, sometimes I'll follow a video and sometimes I just like blast music and dance around my apartment to get out some energy. But yeah, that's, that's it's nice. And slowing down, it's like, you know, as the person who was just doing intensity, thinking I needed to do intensity, um, I can tell you, you will not, your body will change, you know, and you will feel better if you slow down, especially in these times of high stress. So, um, yeah, fun stuff. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed, um, today and we're looking forward to this new, uh, once a month Friday series that we're going to do just the two of us. Yes. And, you know, please check out our new website. We're so excited. It was a labor of love and, um, it's, it's really great. Uh, but yeah, check it out. It's uh, www.courageouswellness.net. And as always, you can get in touch on Instagram as well at Courageous Wellness. And um, yeah, we'll be back next Wednesday with a great interview. So stay tuned. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch through our website, www.courageouswellnesspodcast.com. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness. Courageous Wellness.